guys. This is Mike Young with Noble Warriors. Welcome to the Noble Man Podcast, episode 38. It's uh, great to have you with us again. Hey, listen, we're working on our December 2020 theme is really a look back at the year of 2020 and looking forward to 2021. Our our theme title is The Noble Man Makes Noble Plans. So um, we're taking off on this this verse, Isaiah 32, 8, but the noble man makes noble plans and by noble deeds he stands. So I've got two buddies of mine here that are part of my Wise Guys Friday morning group. Um, you've heard them previously in another podcast, but Dustin and Mike are here. And so I want to ask you guys, what plans, so let's, let's get started this way, the noble man makes noble plans and by noble deeds he stands. What plans did you have for 2020 that fell apart when the pandemic hit us? Let's let's just start and and kind of walk through how has this affected us? What's something that that kind of unraveled in your life with the pandemic? For me, work was was a challenge because I, I would travel and see customers, and then once March kicked in, I'm all of a sudden pivoting and working remotely. So it's like I was in telesales all of a sudden. So how do, how does this? How do I organize my day, and what's it look like to stay connected to customers and suppliers and folks that I used to work with side by side at work? So it was just a it was a it was a bit of an adjustment. So it wasn't just a matter of hitting numbers and taking care of of you know why I'm there and hitting goals but it's also just adjusting my work life altogether now do you do a lot by zoom now that you did not do before you did it in person yeah yeah so it's I've learned new skills yeah but it's just uh, it's and I've had to get a desk and you know reset and plus I had kids that came home and they were working remotely so so I, I found myself initially working from the corner of our, ma- our master bedroom initially. I was like, well, this isn't going to work for very long. And so we ended up having to change some rooms around and set up an office upstairs. And so it was just a, it was just a pivoting challenge yeah. in a lot of respects. Yeah. And you found some continuity now, so it's smoothed out a little bit. Yeah, I've got a new rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, there's some value in, in things that, that are beneficial yeah. Like I'll go for a walk at lunchtime. And so there's some things that, that have, that have come out of it that have, that I quite honestly, I enjoy more. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still been quite a challenging year and adjust adjusting year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, Dustin, you, what would you say has uh, been shocking for you when your plans have been thwarted in 2020? It's interesting when you, when you talk about the kids coming home and working from home as well. So my kids are, uh, quite a bit younger than Mike's kids. Yeah. Uh, Which but, Mike? Uh, this this Mike. This Mike. Okay, that's helpful on the radio <laughs> yeah. too. He pointed at the other Mike just so that you guys know what's going on out there. <laughs> so mine are mine are five and seven, and uh, so they too work from home just differently, and so their their uh, respective uh, homeschool co-op groups would that had also gone to Zoom, and so we had one laptop, and I was trying to figure out how to work from home on that laptop and the kids also needed access to it and so we're constantly using the same platform so we're all zooming and trying to remember whose username is on it so when i go into a meeting it doesn't say my son's name right you know, and that, that sort of thing and making sure that i pause my, my stuff and schedule out their times on there but i think the biggest challenge was figuring out how dad was going to be home all the time 
as opposed to you know getting up and leaving and they had their realm i had my realm um, that that was the biggest challenge to tackle for sure i i started out uh not really planning it out very carefully but just taking the laptop and sitting down in the middle of the dining room right right, right. at the table in the midst of everything going on because that's where i would normally sit and I tried to do my job there, and that lasted about a week. And she said, "You got to find another place to live in the house." <laughs> now I don't so. want to—I don't want to say too much, but your job takes up some space, kind of, because you're looking at large yeah. diagrams, and so you—you you have to be—you've yeah. got to have some real estate in order to make that work. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, historically, yes, and this has been a good opportunity for my employer to make some needed changes and advancements so it's for the better i think yeah we're doing a lot more uh electronically than we used to it used to be a big paper business yeah um but but now so we've got 55 inch computer monitors where we can pull up a drawing as opposed to unrolling a set of drawings on the table so that's changed a good bit yeah um so i would say that's a plus and even once we quote get back to normal I think we've we've positioned ourselves to to perform better. So well, so I it, there's a blog post that I have ref, referenced a number of times. That's five critical questions that leaders should be asking right now. And the first question is, how much of the change that we've experienced in 2020 do you think is permanent? So just kind of jumping off from that question, uh, Mike. Do you think you'll ever go back to traveling and interacting in person as much as you did before this, or do you think you'll continue to do a percentage of your business via teleconference now? Yeah, I, I or think, video conference, I guess, because that's yeah. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be less travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to say though, because I, I was talking to some folks this week and. And I'm likely not going to be able to see them until at least spring. They want to get through winter time and see what this COVID thing does. And so there's just so much uncertainty. But but there's definitely going to be a change in, in our approach. I just don't ultimately know know, what's, what, know what that's going to look like. But it'll be less travel, I'm certain. Yeah. And so part of what you think, the way that you guys handle documents and deal with things, that's going to probably be a permanent scenario. Part of this will be permanent. Yeah. yeah, we'll get back to some some face-to-face elements for sure. I mean, we still have our office space downtown. Right. But, um, for example, in the construction industry, it's good to be able to be on site. Yeah. You know, to be able to actually see things and uh, without trusting the cameraman pointing at the thing that they, you know, right. want, want to show you. Yeah. Um, but there are elements of that, even that, that have been helpful, that uh, you can do better virtually in some aspects of it. Yeah. So it's been a learning experience. For, for sure. And, and I don't think it's something that most employers w- would have gone through voluntarily. I think it's something that this has put them in a, in a, up against a wall. And some are going to come out stronger. And some are going to come out tr- a lot trimmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And w- which may be well yeah. also. But one thing I think the value of actually getting together face-to-face is all the more appreciated because when I do see people, it truly is a relief and an absolute joy to get back together. So I think part of this, I don't think that's ever going to go away. So, you know, seeing people face to face and meeting with them, I don't think will ever be replaced. Yeah. 
Well, let's pivot from there because it's it's really we have done what typical guys do, and that is you ask a question and we talk about work because so much of our lives revolves around work and identity is there in 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 many cases. But let's talk about family, um, and and spiritual life, and and you know what you just said about um, seeing someone in person is helpful and it's affirming. You know, uh, so one of the things that's going to happen with us is our son and daughter-in-law, Tim and Caroline, are coming from Hawaii, hopefully, um, for Christmas. And we have not, Tim hasn't been home in 18 months. And so we get to FaceTime, we get to talk with them, we get to interact with them much differently than families would have 50 years ago. Uh, But there's still something different about them physically being present. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about my mom and dad. I call them on the phone, talk to them, but I know it's different when when I walk through the door and I can see them, they can see me, and it's it's real. Yeah. So so let's talk about family and and even faith. So somewhere in there, how has this impacted you trying to worship or trying to lead your family, trying to interact with with family during 2020? What have you what have you learned in this process? What's been a struggle? What's tell me. Uh, there, uh, for me, there's been um, there's been a lot of lessons I've learned through all this, and part of it is when 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 you're there all the time at home, it's uh, I think you take the pandemic aside. For dad, it's it's easy to be at home and be present, but it's not always natural or easy to capitalize on that for discipling your kids mm-hmm. and and actually being intentional mm-hmm. to invest. Yeah in them um so and now we've got unlimited time where i'm in the house and so finding not, not just letting days go by without being intentional and uh, this you know this time of year it's it's been unique uh you know we're going through some advent readings together as a family so that's been a good opportunity um but uh you know family discipleship is so important now i think because we're not we're not meeting as a church body, so most churches they're starting to come back a little bit. But our church, the the um, children's ministry, has all but shut down. Right. Um, we we've got limited meetings uh, and worship on Sunday mornings uh, with a lot of guidelines and things, but the kids don't have their time, uh, and so it's been a real challenge for. And we're realizing how important that community is, um, that the church serves. And uh, so we, you know, finding ways to continue to uh, involve ourselves with the body yeah. is important, and that takes intentionality as well. Someone like me, you, you know me well. You know that it's easy for me to isolate. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly content just drifting away and, and hiding away in the house. But um, but we need to be connected and plugged in. Daddy, daddy, can you come play, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we've had a unique year because uh, our youngest son David got married in October, and so the months leading up to that, we've had we had a lot of opportunities with he and Elise around the fire pit and just talking, and so there was it wasn't it wasn't necessarily an intentional time, but it was just a a time that we all were interested and and enjoyed doing. So we we just had a lot of good conversations leading up to the wedding, and then meeting her family, and and so. 
that was the majority of, you know, from March through October, there's just a whole lot of planning going on. Um, right. So that was neat. And then our, our oldest son lives in Austin. And so for him, he worked remotely most of the summer. So we had him, which is a unique time, you know, because he had already moved away. And so having him home again was just a, was a gift. Right. So we spent a lot of time together and, and, uh, so, but like you said, it's, it's easy not to be intentional when you're just together all the time. So just having some intentional conversations, sometimes mm-hmm. I probably didn't take full advantage of that looking back. Yeah. So the, 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 the maxim familiarity breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. And when you're around folks so much, you forget the, the value of having those intentional conversations. So we're really, we've got two, um, two diametrically opposed challenges here. One is not being able to see people, some people in our lives that we aren't able to interact with for whatever reason, um, largely due to the pandemic. And then we've got some people that we're spending way too much time with, it seems. And so how do we maximize both of those scenarios? I, I, I think it's also easy for us to fall into a scenario where we just complain or get bitter or frustrated about whatever the situation is. And boy, it's incumbent upon us as leaders in our homes to dial that back. And instead of responding to the temperature being a thermometer, we need to set the temperature and be a thermostat of what's going on in terms of relations and interactions in our home. So I, I love what you said, Mike, about having uh, Michael home was a gift. And I think there is so much value in our perspective on things. And so if we will look at situations and say, what am I going to value here? What What is the gift in this moment? And how do I capture that? Um, that takes some discipline for us as men to set that standard in our homes but I, I mean, I feel the same way. Our, our son, Zach and Ben, were home much more in the last nine months than we ever would have expected. But um, how do you treasure those moments and how do you make the most of them in some way? So, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that. Um, how, what conversations did you have? Um, you said you talked around the fire pit. Now, tell me a little bit about that. What, where did you go? How did you help them? Um, how, do you, how did you make the most of these moments? Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of it had to do with looking back at our young married lives, Kelly yeah. and I, um, and then some of the history that Elise, Elise is coming into our family yeah. with. So those were rich conversations, and, and, um, and just some of the, the challenges of the stress heading into a wedding yeah. and, and you know, communication and how to stay connected that way together and, and what the first year is going to look like and and who who can be your mentors or you know resources in your life who do you go to things like that those are yeah. just helpful conversations to have and and probably conversations that may not have happened in another year that's right yeah, yeah. dustin what what memories do you have that you guys did do in all of this that you say gosh my guys are going to remember this and it's going to be fun and yeah. what can you think of <clears throat> the first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that I, you know, I used to get up and leave early before yeah. life even started happening in the house, and uh, now I have the privilege of capturing those, you know, those morning opportunities around the breakfast table. You know, I can. My office is right upstairs. Yeah. So when I hear the rumblings and the kids are up, 
you know, we can we can all be together and enjoy that time. I I treasure that. I treasured it from the beginning of this whole quarantine, and I still treasure that. So, at some point, it's it's probably going to not be there. Yeah. You know, when when we all start migrating back to the office, but, um, and I I think they would say they enjoy that as well. Yeah. So I love the word treasure. I'm treasuring these moments. I mean, yeah. You know, that's part of what we're commanded to do in, tre- in scriptures, to treasure these things in our hearts. Um, hey, so Christmas 2020, we're a couple of weeks away. As a matter of fact, as we record this, Christmas is two weeks away. So some of the <coughs> gatherings, some of the traditions, some of the things that you have typically done as families, probably going to have to do differently. The Christmas Eve service may be a little bit different. So... What are you going to do to finish 2020 strong and well with your family and to keep Christ in front of Christmas and in front of COVID? Because COVID kind of like looms over this dark cloud. I think about Eeyore. Um, COVID is kind of the cloud hanging over Eeyore throughout the, the Winnie the Pooh. I can't believe I'm doing men's ministry talking about <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. But but at any rate, COVID is the cloud. But But how do you not let that dominate Christmas? What are you going to do differently? To finish well and strong. You know, my uh, since we have a young married couple yeah. now, David and Elise are married. Um, that'll be fun in, in itself. That'll be something different. And so we're including her in you know our routine. My my wife, years ago, we started buying pajamas. Essentially, it's like the the um, we learned it from some mentors of ours yeah. who um, who had bought pajamas Christmas Eve for everyone, and so we yeah. started doing that. We included her and and Michael's fiance in that, so we'll so that'll be fun. And we all always go to my my brother's place in Smith Mountain Lake. We're still doing that. Yeah, there's plenty of space to to you know be outside or whatever. So we're going to include both Elizabeth and Elise in that. So it's just fun to pull new daughters really Mm -hmm. into our family and and including them in tradition so that's going to make this christmas special yeah Mm. all right cool dustin are you guys going to do anything different or are there traditions that are changing or right now it hasn't changed for us we're we're on track to do our normal visit visits with the yeah the grandparents my kids grandparents my parents allison's parents um we, uh, I mentioned we're doing an Advent. We're actually doing, we started doing two parallel Advent sort of readings that right. started at the beginning of the month. Um, one of them sort of died off because it was a little bit too grown up for the, yeah. for the little ones. Um, and, and quite frankly, we haven't continued with it. Um, the other one's a lot more exciting, so we're, yeah. doing, we're doing that one. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it's just... For, for the kids at the age they are, and, and honestly for us, is just remembering, uh, trying to keep Christ as yeah. the center and remembering the gospel and remembering not only, not only the baby in the manger and all that that comes with it, but why, why is it all important? So remembering that we have a sin problem. Yeah. So starting with the gospel and understanding that we've got a debt that, need, that was paid for mm-hmm. by this Messiah that came, and it's personal. And uh, always trying to find ways to engage the kids in that, and so there's ample opportunity when they're, you know, when they're five and seven, and they're doing these, you know, certain things that boys do. We yeah. stop and say, okay, let's talk about why that, why you just did that to your brother, you know, um, 
what what was the heart issue? Yeah, you know, we, and we can we can take it right down to its root and say, okay, you've just proven that you're the same as mom and dad and the rest of us that we have sin in our hearts that have to be paid for, yeah. and it's it's still there. Christmas is so important, and that's why. Yeah, and so but but we you know we still enjoy all the the other stuff. Yeah, you know we went to the Lewis Skinner light show the other night. That sure. was fantastic. The Christmas songs and all yeah. that, but so. Yeah, I, it, listening to that, I think about, you know, how do we use, Christmas can be a great evangelistic time where we can, you know, we get an opportunity to share this story. I mean, why is everyone getting all excited? Because there's so many people who celebrate Christmas who don't know Jesus, mm-hmm. and they haven't had a dad or anyone in their lives help them understand that this brokenness that you feel, and it, it, there's a solution to it, and that solution is Jesus, and that's why Christmas. Um I think there are lots of folks who normally do something in terms of outreach in the community or the neighborhood, whether it's giving away a plate of cookies and and having an opportunity to engage a conversation. Um, There is an inhibitedness that we feel this year because of COVID that maybe causes us to to pull back from that. And and it just occurs to me to say, don't let that happen. Still do those things uh, and and reach out as far as you can Mm -hmm. to take an opportunity to share the gospel message with with folks in your community and around uh, and involve your kids in that. Because, um, man, I I think one of the dangers of what we've done with this is um, the isolation is is the dangerous piece. And when we turn inward so much, we miss these connections, even with neighbors. That we need to um, we need to be a light for, and so um, trying to come up with ways to do that, um, guys. So l- let me pivot now. How do you twenty twenty one has some uncertainty to it? So what, we finished twenty twenty strong. What does twenty twenty one look like? How are you? What are you doing to set yourself up for personal growth? To lead your family well? To to engage? Christ well and impact your your life and your family in 2021. What does what does that look like? Uh, you know, I found during 2020 there seemed to be so much. I don't know if you call it chaos or just noise and just just so much changing all at one time. And I found myself thinking, okay, what? <laughs> where can I just go? just to find some normalcy and peace and and that's what i you know i i I know i've talked about this before it's kind of goofy and it's unique um i spend my quiet time early morning in my car in Mm -hmm. a parking lot and um under a light post at night you know because it's 5 30 in the morning and it's dark outside still those moments for me it's like my car is a sanctuary and And that's because you travel I, I do, yeah, 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 and so I, I do spend a lot of time there, but it, it really is a safe haven for me to crank up m- music and journal and pray and read my Bible, and it's just a safe haven for me to get re to get centered on the Lord again, because mm-hmm. um, He is my source of peace and wisdom and hope, and and so if I'm not doing that, then then all the other stuff in this life, especially in 2020, just builds up and I'm just uh, you know anxious and worried and concerned and just looking at things here on earth and so instead of getting recentered so speaking of 2021 that's that's 
the key for me is to continue to do the things that I know breathe life into me and, and keep me grounded and, and focused on the things that I need to be focused on. Now, do you have a Bible reading plan or a strategy that you're going to launch the year with? Or You know, I used to do that, and I, I got so fixed on, on checking, the checking the boxes that I was missing out in just listening and being still. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. Um, so I'll focus on... Uh, I'll focus on a book of the Bible that I'll just read and reread and reread again, or I'll if if a chunk of scripture spoke to me, I'll just spend time just sipping on that and memorizing it. That's what I've enjoyed doing this year. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll continue. I think that's what I'll continue to do in in 2021. Yeah, good. Dustin, what does 2021 look like for you in terms of a plan to for personal development, personal spiritual growth? Well, one thing that I've uh, that I value a lot is the meeting of the brothers like mm-hmm. this, because uh, mm-hmm. so much happens when just the guys can peel away and yeah. just sharpen mm-hmm. their irons and and go to work together around the word and mm-hmm. and so I treasure this meeting uh, so much so, and I've got some some other brothers at, at church that we've started a similar sort mm-hmm. of call it an offshoot, but it's a similar. format yeah. where we get together on uh, Wednesday mornings now mm-hmm. um, and I I intend to continue continue that I've, I've seen some great traction there um, what what I what my challenge I think is going to be um, at you know at, at home and even with work I tend to get into routines and and rhythms and ruts if you want to call them ruts mm-hmm. and um, where it, it becomes things become, sort of the status quo and this this becomes the normal and we just kind of keep on going and so I think the challenge for me is to not um, get into new routines and not be again intentional mm-hmm. um, so I, you know as far as a reading plan personally um, I I find it helpful for me to have one just because it holds me accountable right um, to, to actually be in the word because again, when I when life gets into a routine, if if I'm not building something structured like that in, it's very easy for me to just neglect it. Um, so I've I've been working through one, and it's one that'll just carry over into the new year. <clears throat> um, so yeah, th- those are a couple of things that that I intend to continue with. Yeah, you know, I we're doing a push with with Noble Warriors. I I'm. Um, Encouraging churches to make a full-on effort to make sure every guy in their church is connected with other guys in 2021 because the value of seeing men connect, as you said, around the word uh, to challenge each other, to sharpen each other is so powerful. Um, For me personally, I tell you, I've I've kind of intrigued. Just recently, um, I got someone gave uh, for some work I was doing, gave a gospel... um, Gosh, it's a gospel plan. It's an evangelism plan. And so for the last several days, I've just been going through very familiar verses and writing them down in my journal and just hanging out with um, Romans 5, 8, Romans 6, 23, Romans 3, 23, just basic gospel message pieces that it's so, we end up chasing some other things so much that we miss key and core um, items and so it's good to just go and plant there and so I think my plan for 2021 is going to be to go back to very familiar passages and just kind of live with them for a week at a time or something like that and just 
I need to do a better job at memorizing. Mike does uh, memorizes huge chunks of scripture. I know you've done that. And um, so that's that's a weakness in my life that I don't have as much scripture memorized as I would like. So that's going to be a goal for me to work on scripture memory in 2021. 20, uh, as a matter of fact, um, I, I had read a blog post about one way to memorize scripture is to just keep it in front of your family more consistently. So Stacy and I talked about that and she's put up a a chalkboard at the mm-hmm. bottom of the steps. So you come down the steps every morning and you know every time you go up and down the steps, there's the verse uh, that our family is working on. And so just simple ways to keep the word in front of us and to let it dwell in us richly and to let it be the light uh, for our paths. And so um, it's part of what we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this, what book other than the Bible is on your reading list for 2021? What are you gonna, what are you gonna read? What's out there? Uh, I've been uh, just starting into a book, and uh, we're going to continue it. I'm, I'm working through it with a group of guys again, so yeah. that accountability to actually yeah. finish it, which I probably wouldn't otherwise. <laughs> uh, it's called uh, The Mission of the Church. Yeah. Uh, what is the Mission of the Church by Kevin DeYoung? It's a great book. It really whittles down what, what our primary commission directly from Christ is. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's it's a critical issue that if it gets distorted, uh, we we don't we don't uh, function as we've been intended to function. Yeah. So that's been eye opening, um, and great to have guys to to uh, discuss it around the table with. Yeah, good. So. Good, I've given good. I've given it away as a gift already. Oh, so, have you? Yeah. That's always a so, fun question to ask. What's your favorite yeah. book to give away as a gift? Mike, what is on your reading I'm list? I'm working on my reading list. That's why I asked you earlier in the week about yeah. what, what were those two books you mentioned last, last Friday? Um, I, I'm finishing um, a book that my mom I – mean, I've got a bookshelf full of stuff that I haven't read. And one of the books that I'm finishing right now is a book that my mom had years ago. And yeah. I thought, well – I'll read that. And so it's been a, a fun read. I'm almost done with that. So now I'm kind of, that's why I'm asking yeah. for some other ideas. So I'm, I'm working on my, my book reading plan for 2021 at this point. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, 2021 is going to have a lot of uncertainty. We talked before we got started, Mike, informally about the fact you've got another wedding coming up in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's scheduled for May, I think. Yes, it is. In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the challenges for us in this upcoming year is that we have to make plans and hold them loosely. Yes. Uh, I, I had a similar conversation with a group of guys last week, and the verse that, that kept popping up was Proverbs 16, 9, many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord chooses his steps, or the Lord directs his steps, various translations of that. How are you making plans but holding them loosely for 2021? Yeah. You know, the date is definitely set. So yeah. I, I will say that I'm, I'm holding on to that type because if it's if it was up to Michael and Elizabeth, they'd be married right now. Yeah. So they're not going to move that date. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, there's probably 250 people at least that are going to be invited. So that's the part that, you know, who knows what it's going to, how, how it's going to play out. Um, we're, you know, the excitement is not toned down at all. I know from Elizabeth's perspective, there's just a whole lot of planning going on. So it's pretty stressful, but, but, um, it's exciting. And so however it plays out, you know, whether it's going to be 250 or 25 or whatever it plays, plays out to be, there's still going to be a celebration at some point, uh, whether it's right on May 22nd or a later date, but yeah, but yeah, it's definitely COVID changes all kinds of planning. Yeah. 
Dustin, what about you guys? Anything that you're having to hold loosely for 2021 and just kind of be patient? Not so much. Uh, I think it's going to be probably the first half of the year is going to be more of the same as far as the logistics of what life looks like. Um, There there are no big dates on the calendar that we're targeting uh, that life's going to be upended if it, you know, it's... Um, but we're we're trusting the Lord day by day. If there's anything this this uh, COVID pandemic has has really taught me is that um, God really is sovereign. Mm-hmm. And where I look for uh, security and comfort and peace, you know, below the surface, uh, that's been an eye opener for me. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, whether it's looking for the next bit of, of news that comes out that you can kind of hang your hat on and say, oh, you know, there's some relief there or there's, you know, uh, it's so up and down. Yeah. Uh, the, the markets are so up and down. The, you know, the health issues are up and down. You know, you get a sniffle. You, are you worried about it? Is it the end of your life, you know? Um, so I, it, God has really uh, caused me to take a close look at where my, where my foundation is and, mm-hmm. and, uh, who's really in control of all these yeah. things? You know, we could say those things sort of tongue in cheek, you know, just cliche ish almost that God's in control, but He really is. He really is on the throne of all these things. Yeah. And that's been personally for me um, an area of growth yeah. that's happened. And I want to hang on to that. You know, I don't, I don't want to get back to normal and then go back to, you know, the, the worrying about the things or, you know, um, but to take advantage of this. So something you just said, back to normal. I, the more conversations I have with folks in this in this season, um, I think we are all beginning to realize that back to normal may not ever occur. So establishing new normals, uh, figuring out what they are, um, I think one of the things that comes out of this is that we can be the architect of some new patterns, some new ways of thinking, some new ways of worshiping, some new ways of um, leading our families. But if we just bump along with this whole thing, nothing mm-hmm. will happen in this that, that moves us forward. And, and so we have to lead. So uh, that's uh, we're going to wind this down. I'm going to ask you if there's any final thought or encouragement to guys who might be listening to this or, you know, Looking back, and this has not been the year that they expected it would be. We got we got about three more weeks. So, what are you what are you going to do to finish up twenty twenty strong? And how are you going to posture yourself to launch into twenty twenty one with some intent and some direction and some confidence that your family could say, I, I, "We're going to get in behind this, and we're going to follow the example of." My husband, my father, my son, my whomever, because he's following Christ. What what advice do you have, Mike? What's uh, what encouragement for a guy who's out there listening? I <clears throat> excuse me. I think for me that I, I I was drawn to a couple Fridays ago. We talked about Colossians, and yeah. so um, I've been reading through Colossians since. And Colossians chapter three, verse one through seventeen, is what I've been locked in on. And just, I've used that as a prayer because it starts off by saying, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is. But what I started doing is I started reading it as a personalized, it as a prayer. 
so I would I would read it like um, if then I have been raised. So I'll say I have been raised with Christ. I seek things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, and I set my mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So I've personalized this as a prayer. Mm-hmm. And so, and what it helps me do is reminds me of what I, what I do day to day. It says, I set my mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. The things that are on earth are COVID news. And I mean, there's mm-hmm. just so much noise that just leads to chaos in my thinking and planning and work and family life. So I set my mind on things that are above. And as I do that through this whole scripture, through seven, verse 17, it really is, it just sets my mind and my, my attitude, my emotions. I mean, there's peace that flows from that. So that's really how I lead. That's how I, I have to lead myself first. And even, I'll, I'll go further with this, Verse three says, for you have died. So I'll say, I have died, I have died, and my life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is my life, appears, then I also will appear with him. And then it goes on, the next verses talk about putting to death the things that are earthly. So it's not, but it's not about me pushing to put all these things to, to death. It's about me going back to verse two and being reminded, verse two and three, that I set the things, set my mind on things that are above, that I've already died with Christ, and so it's an identity. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just committing my mind to know that I truly am in Christ, mm-hmm. and the old has passed, the new has come. So it's important for me to to be thinking through that as I as I go through. 2021. That's really, it's just slowing down. And I think COVID has helped me do that. Yeah. Slow down enough to where I can just sit on on this. Normally, I would just blow through that. Okay, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are, that are on earth. And I'll just keep reading through it. But when I stop and say, wait a second, I set my mind on things that are above, what's that look like? And I really have to stop and ponder and journal through that and be still with that. And I think that's where the Lord wants me. Just be quiet and still and ponder on things that are above, and let him speak to me. But I have to create some space for me to hear and listen and, and do that. And then you're, then you're positioned to, to fight as a, as a victor and not a victim. That's right. As uh, John Piper recently quoted in an article. But uh, the verses you mentioned there, then the put to death of all these fill in the blanks, you're postured then in order to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. It's not me battling through per- putting those things to death, but being still long enough to realize I'm already filled up fully with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and those things are dead. And so I'm freed up to live mm-hmm. how he wants me to live today. That's huge. You know, I, I, I just want to point out, guys, if you're listening to this, part of what Mike is modeling here is taking time with Scripture to place himself in the context of Scripture. And, and you don't read it so quickly and so mechanically that you, uh, you don't take time to see that this is for me, this is about me, this is to me, this is God's instructions to me. And, and to personalize Scripture like that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. But you just said, I have to create space, I have to create margin for that to happen. And so, guys, part of what you may... Um, 
you may purpose to do in 2021 is to get to a place where you're more consistent and more strategic, more intentional with how you spend time in the Word and how you spend time with the Lord. That's that's the foundation of, of Christian discipline and um, so we've got to go there, but wow, mm-hmm. thanks for, thanks for unpacking that. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, Dustin, about what you would say to folks, uh, guys to finish out 2020 strong and. Well, Mike mentioned uh, there in Colossians that we're to set our minds. So it, uh, every man listening knows that there's a constant battle over the mind. Yeah. And, uh, my encouragement to those men would be get outside of your mind. Yeah and get with some men and put it to voice because yeah. it makes a huge difference. Sure. So my, the encouragement is, and, and is, you know, identify a few brothers um, and don't worry about having a game plan as far as, oh, I have to be able to lead them through a study. No, you don't. Yeah. You need to come to the table and get outside of your mind with each other, open the word together. And it could be as, sim- as simple as, you know, what we do on Wednesdays is we recap the sermon we just heard sure. on Sunday. Yeah. And we look at the scripture again and we start talking about it. How does this impact you? How do you so there doesn't need to be pressure in order to do it, but it, it uh find find that uh avenue to get outside of your mind because uh, Satan, I believe, is is defeated, and he flees from that from mm-hmm. when that happens. But yeah. when you're by yourself, trying to do this and juggling juggling these battles in your mind, isolated, uh, it's an uphill climb. That's right, it really is. Wow. Well, in talking to you guys, the thing that comes to mind for me is uh, in this conversation is First Corinthians fifteen forty five. The first Adam became a living being. The second Adam, who is Christ, was a life giving spirit. And it just occurs to me that uh, we can get grouchy and irritable and and um, have a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sort of attitude at home with our kids, with our wives. Uh, the, the holidays are stressful already, and um, COVID can make this particular season even more stressful. But if, if I believe we could finish 2020 strong and position ourselves well for 2021 if we would endeavor to let the Holy Spirit fill us and Christ guide us to be life givers instead of life suckers in our homes. So don't complain about the trash. Don't complain about the noise. Uh, find a way to delight intentionally in the moments with your family, whatever they are. Uh, you may find yourself making some new traditions this year, establishing some new routines, some new normals. Um, and, and so embrace that uh, and do it in a life-giving way with a sense that I'm going to treasure these moments and I'm going to delight in these things and that this is a gift. Man, some of the words that you've heard these guys say will help you with perspective about how to lead your family well to finish out 2020 and then launch with, uh, with some intentionality into 2021. So with that, we'll finish episode 38 of the Nobleman podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next week for episode 39, where we're going to have a, a very similar conversation with another group of guys, this whole idea of how do we finish 2020 that's been an odd year, uh, how do we do that well, and then how do we position ourselves to launch 2021 with some strength and intentionality and Christ-centered uh, momentum. So God bless you guys. We'll catch you next time.